Lauren, we're about to go on the air. We are just moments away from hitting the button. Our guest is here. We have our Napa County District Attorney, Allison Haley. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. It's it's a pleasure. I can't wait to uh, to get to know you a little better. We're not, if it's okay with you, we're going to avoid any issues or urgent topics or anything like that. Is that cool? That sounds like a perfect morning. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Lauren, how about you? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery at the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is available online at juddshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Well, thanks, Lauren. Sure, we love to have folks visit, whether they're our Napa neighbors or folks just coming to experience our beautiful Napa Valley from elsewhere. Visiting information is on the website, juddshill.com. And uh, while you're there, you can see some of our quirky videos. You can um, find out a little bit about our history in the valley. And you, you know what? You could put some wine in your shopping cart. Just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night. Wow, thank you, Lauren. That's true. That gives you a better deal on the wine, and you get invited to events and parties, and it's, it's a great social opportunity around great wine. So we will look forward to seeing you at the winery. And since we don't really do plugs during the show, how about you, Allison? Anything? Uh, you got a, a website? Any, uh, any big news you want to plug? Uh, AllisonHaley.net for the 2018 election. There it is, folks. This is going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to talking. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap of fascinating things to know. From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Pardon me. I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. You can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. Looks like you have a lot on your mind. Do you want to drink about it? And now, <laughs> live from the 1440 KVON studios at Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Fingelstein. Ah, good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, Judd. Top of the day to you. Top of the day. What is new in the land of Lauren? Well, I totally forgot to... Uh, to mention this on last week's show, yeah. but uh, two weeks ago, uh, tomorrow, I made a surprise comeback to Napa Valley TV, Channel 28. Oh, you did? What was the occasion? Uh, I was the uh, the honored guest announcer of On the Edge with Doris Gentry, which oh, is seen yeah. the second and fourth Wednesday of every month at uh, 8 o'clock. And what, you know, I, I hate to admit this, being like Mr. Radio with a degree in television production, I don't have cable or satellite or any TV service, so I've not seen this show. What, what? What happens? I mean, I'm very familiar with your former gig at Artie Party, uh, who's coming back this coming Friday night with a brand new show, right? The Uncensored uh, 
something. It's supposed to be. Oh, a, I've I've heard about it. The Orlé factor. The Orlé factor. So that that'll be fun to tune in if I could. But I haven't seen a. Um, the show you were on, Good Times. Uh, were you oh, doing kind of your oh, old, yeah, Good Times, up to your old tricks, uh, doing announcing? I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, still up to my old tricks and working. Get this, Jed. Now working with a real, a real working high technological headset. <laughs> so what? What does that mean? You 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 had a low functioning, low tech headset before? Or well. What? It was actually used for a prop, but with this new particular headset, this allows me to hear all the voices going on uh, in, inside the control room. Oh, so you're really on the inside. Yes. That's great. Very pro. Are you going to turn this into a regular gig? Uh, I'm not quite sure yet about mm. that yet, but just for right now, I'm the guest announcer and not the permanent announcer. I see. Well, you need, you need to get your agent to give Doris a ring. Let's get you on there permanently. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what's been going on with you, Jed? You know, lots. I mean, it's, life is busy. Life is good. You know, it's Napa Valley. It's a beautiful day. The wine is delicious. Uh, the scenery is delicious. Life is delicious here. So without getting into the weeds, it's busy, but it's good. Things are great. Right. And I, something I'm proud of, because this is what I spend most of my time oh, yes. at the winery working on, is our hospitality. I'm involved in winemaking as well, blending and whatnot. But our hospitality is holding strong, and, and I brought this up the other day because I'm just very proud of it, and I don't mind tooting my own horn once in a while, but if you go on to TripAdvisor and look up things to do in Napa Valley, we are listed as the number two thing to do. And actually, if you think about it, it's actually the number one, I'm going to read into it a little bit, number one specific thing to do. The very first thing to do says uh, something like, you know, general, go wine tasting. And then the number two thing is, visit Judd's Hill. So I'm very excited about that and proud that our customer experience has achieved this level. And we have our beautiful uh, tasting terrace where folks can come and do a seated tasting. We don't have a tasting bar. You sit down and we get to know each other and we chat. And uh, we also have our wine and food and balance seminar that folks can take advantage of where they learn about flavors of food and flavors of wine and how they work together. And you'll if, even if you're a wine-savvy, food-savvy person, you're still going to learn a thing or two and gain the skills to confidently pair food and wine and throw dinner parties. And we also do our bottle blending day camp where folks come and basically blend their own wine under our guidance, and they can bottle it, take it home the same day. It's, it's a lot of fun, and that's the key. People enjoy themselves when they come, and I, that I couldn't be prouder of. That's what makes it worth it to me. All the hard work is when people enjoy themselves. Bring a little joy to people. Well, that's, that's what good. I'm here for. That's my mission in life. Well, that's good. I'd say. So, so far, we're doing it, and I couldn't be happier. And this show brings so much of Napa Valley. A lot of the things you see on TripAdvisor and whatnot come to life right here on this show as well. They sure do. Maybe not our guest. We're going to find out if she is TripAdvisor reviewed as a, hmm. as a thing to experience in Napa Valley. I would hope not. Oh, I hope in not. In fact... <laughs> So why don't we introduce who she is, and we'll get into it. And, uh, sure, Judd. Yeah. On this show, we've had a chef who's Israeli, and some folks who can strum ukulele. Now, today's chat show journey brings us Napa's district attorney, our 19th, in fact, Allison Haley. Wow. That's it. Allison Haley, Napa County's district attorney. What Thank a you. pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here. First of all, I'm... Pardon my ignorance. Is there a title I should be calling you? Is there like a your honorable, your majesty, majesty, right. majestic, <laughs> uh, barristerness? Or absolutely not. There's not. No. You're just no, sir. What? What? So, Allison. Yes. Okay. That'll that be great. 
turn up your microphone a little bit here. Oh, you just got the autographed introduction. You were Lauren Mold here. Welcome to the show. We were able to talk to you briefly during the horrible fire situation, but we didn't really get to know you so much. You were great, and you brought us information about what people should know, um, legal standpoints and whatnot. But today's about just you. I don't even think we'll tackle any issues. Is that okay? Sounds great. Okay. A morning off. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> you've got your coffee. You've got your water. Um, you had your famed Lauren Mole introduction. Now we can just relax a little and let's find out who you are a bit. Absolutely. Okay. So who are you? Now, the, I mean, you can't answer that, but I can ask you more specifically <laughs> if you want. So I am 44 years old. I'm a, yeah. an unbelievably proud resident of Napa County. I've lived here since 2005 with my husband and my daughter, uh, currently the district attorney in Napa County. Uh, okay. Really, really glad to be here this morning. Fantastic. Okay. There it is in a nutshell. Let's back it up a little, shall sure. we? Because you're not originally from... Napa Valley. This is your home. This is where you live. You're raising your family. But originally, where where you come from? So I was born in Los Angeles, uh. raised in Orange County, where I spent the majority of my life. I did go to law school up at UC Davis, but mm-hmm. I immediately returned home. Uh, in approximately 2004, my husband and I had been married um, almost a year. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had a four-hour-a-day commute. What? We were where, living, where was this? We were living in southern Orange County. Well, Tustin, which is on its way to southern Orange County. Oh, and my, my office was downtown L.A., uh, oh, Spring yeah. and Olive, right across the street from Pershing Square. Yeah, right downtown. What? That That's a heck of a commute it up I-5. It was a four-hour-a-day commute. And my husband and I decided that this wasn't the lifestyle we wanted. Mm -hmm. We went in November of 2004, got in my little RAV4, and drove (laughs) around the state uh, looking for a place that fit us. And my husband said, how about we stop in Napa? And this is what I told him. I said, you're not going to like Napa. It's food and wine and pretentious, and you're going to hate it. We spent one night here. (laughs) We moved here 11 weeks later. And have never looked 11 back. 11 weeks later. Yep. That's an amazing story. I, I'm i still going to back up, though, because let's, let's work our way back up to coming to Napa. <laughs> sure. That's, so obviously he didn't hate it. He did not. And you didn't either. We did not. All right. That's good. Congratulations, Lauren. We put a nice community together here. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. So you're, you're from Los Angeles. Working in or living in Tustin, working downtown. You had your law degree. You're already. I would assume you're practicing law at this point downtown. And what 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 were you doing there? So at that time, I was working for the brand new uh, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, and I was advising United States attorneys on various immigration issues, particularly as it related to sex offenders and so forth. That was my my niche. Um, I found the job at the district attorney, the Napa County District Attorney's Office online, and the way that it was written made me feel like there was a list and that you had to be on this list for months and months and months before you could ever get a job here. Um, I applied and was offered the job in, I think, a two-week time period. So it all happened so, so quickly. <laughs> and what, was it the traffic that inspired you to switch gears? My husband was is from Southern California but lived several years in Idaho, mm-hmm. so he wanted, it was very important to him that he lived in a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, the aesthetic had such a high premium for him. Um, and I didn't want to be commuting four hours a oh, day. No. I wanted I wanted that small town experience. And all of those things combined uh, to make this, we'll never, we've never looked back. Well, good, good. Where, where were you in Los Angeles when you 
you said you were you grew up in Los Angeles. No, so no, I was born in Los in, Angeles. Born in Los Angeles, yep. grew up in Orange County. Correct. Okay, so I mean, I'm just going to play a little familial geography because this is very similar to a lot of folks in my family, myself okay. included. I haven't admitted this to many people, Lauren, but even though I grew up here in Napa Valley, I was born at the corner of Sunset and Vermont in Los Angeles at the old. Uh, Cedars of Lebanon Hospital, ah, yeah. which if you go there now, it still stands, but it's the Hollywood Scientology Center there. But that is where I was born. So I am also an Angelina. Whereabouts were you? So I was where did you come into this world? I was born in California Hospital, which is really downtown Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, right downtown. Okay. Um, then lived in Hollywood and Woodland Hills before mm-hmm. we moved to Fullerton ah. in, Orange, in Orange County. Excuse me. And my wife's side of the family are Anaheimers. So yes. So very, my husband is from Anaheim. There you go. Yes. I knew this was feeling very familiar. Ah. Okay, good. I just wanted to get that out. Now I know a little more how to relate here this morning. (laughs) Okay. And somehow you get on the path of law. Yes. You get interested in becoming a lawyer. Uh, UC Davis Law School? Yes. That's that's what happened. Um, So what puts you on the path? So I think that whenever anyone finds themselves in their profession, it's such a it's such an uh, an algorithm with all these variables and the combination of I'd, I'd many people in my family who were defendants frankly in the criminal justice system so i was acutely aware of the impact of the criminal justice system on the family mm. Combine that with, uh, you know, watching Silence of the Lambs and being (laughs) fascinated with forensic psychology. Yeah. Combine that with a real interest I have in religion and morality and Mm. ethics and the motivations of people to do the things that they do. Combined with, while I'm an introvert, um, and we can talk about that later, but I'm fascinated with people's stories. Mm. Um, I'm not a fantasy reader. I'm not a science fiction reader. I want to know the true story. So I think that combination of variables made um, crime, criminal law, I was primed for it. It sounds like it. I'm one of those people that I listen to crime podcasts. I read crime books. I (laughs) read the articles about the criminal justice system. Um, It is endlessly fascinating to me. No, it's very apparent now that you are doing what you are meant to be doing. Absolutely. You are in your mix right now. Okay, so you're working downtown L.A., the inspired sounds like almost spur of the moment you know let's move to napa you saw an ad for the district attorney's office yeah. and this was in what capacity when you came to napa what what was the job so the job at that was is a, a deputy district attorney you start out i start out in the juvenile division you move your way through the district attorney's office you do misdemeanors you move your way through um, the district attorney's office so i started at the bottom uh, we didn't know a soul when we moved to Napa. We rented a house out in Carneros Beautiful. with no neighbors. My husband was very comfortable in that environment, but I had been <laughs> raised in a bunch of apartments. And right. um, so this was a, an entirely new experience. Uh, we lived out in Hyde Vineyard out in Carneros. That's gorgeous. It was, be- it was beautiful. And what was your reaction? Was it a little scary? Was it comforting? Was you know, it it's lonely? Funny. Was it... I, Blissful? I said to my it? husband, I said, well, who, I, I see the house because mm-hmm. he came out and rented the house. I see it. And I said, who's going to hear me screaming in the middle of the night? <laughs> and my husband looked at me <laughs> what like, you, what, wait, Allison, what are you assuming? Exactly. <laughs> he, he, he goes, I don't, I don't think that's a real problem. I, and so it was very getting used to it. I spent the first three said, quit, years. Quit listening to the murder podcasts. Yeah. Uh, the first three years I spent freezing cold. 
Um, I'm from L.A. I'm from oh, the yeah, desert, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. spent it freezing cold. My seasonal allergies flared up, but once all that settled down, um, this is this is where we're at. This it's is good. our adopted home. And it's working out for you. All right, so you're a deputy district attorney. Yes. And now it's, what, almost a couple of years ago, the opportunity came up. Our longtime district attorney, Gary Lieberstein, retires with some time left in Correct. his term. Mm-hmm. And the Board of Supervisors recommends you or appoints you. How did that work? How did you get the gig? So the Board of Supervisors had an interview process where I had to go in front of them and answer questions Mm -hmm. about local issues, um, safety issues, really explore how, what kind of leader I would be, what things were important to me, what were my priorities. Um, There was a a vote, a unanimous vote that appointed me to to serve out the remainder of Mr. Lieberstein's term. I see. So you have been now our district attorney, but you are about to run your first campaign. You're going to run for the office, right? I am. Yeah. And has that started officially? It has. It has. So I announced last July um, I, oh, had, I had my I'm campaign kickoff. No, no, no. Uh, I had a campaign kickoff that was originally scheduled right when the fires began. Uh, that's probably why. Um, okay. it was, so that got thrown out quite a bit. But mm. uh, yeah, we um, we moved forward. This is an election year. Well, I'm curious. You know, you mentioned that you're an introvert just a few moments ago, and I've read that you've stated that about yourself. You know, reading up on you, you you do call yourself an introvert. So. I mean, you're you're embarking on a very well. Already, your your job is very public, and when you're campaigning, you're ultra public. I mean, you're out there, you're talking to people, you're shaking hands. How? I'm just curious because you know, just by nature of what you do, your professional life is out there and public, and you're dealing with folks all the time. Like, how do you cope? That's a difficult thing if you're an introvert to it be is. out there. It is. I think that typically we see leaders or people in leadership that are very extroverted. And yeah. um, I come at it, I think some people mistake introverts with not liking people. And that's certainly... Yeah, that's not the case. That's certainly not the case. It's simply that as an introvert, I think the cost for me is higher. Um when I'm out campaigning, when I'm out meeting people, even this kind of event where I'm going to talk for an hour... I'm exhausted when it's over. I'm yeah. not energized by it. Mm. I definitely pay a cost of, of feeling depleted. So campaigning, it's simply a lot of energy expended. Um, I do a lot of public events. We do a lot. I do a lot of public speaking. And the cost is high. When I get home, sometimes I'll look at my husband and say, I don't have any words. I don't yeah. have any words left yeah, yeah. Um, that I really need to replenish and restore that with time alone or time just with my daughter and my husband or time outside. Um, We spend a lot of time, because I'm in the office so much or because I'm maybe in court so much, we spend a lot of time outside Mm -hmm. um, trying to get me, you know, out hiking, out parks. My daughter's five, so this is a very natural thing, but it's really the place where I can replenish that store. Well, you're in a good place for that, and it sounds like you have identified what it is you need to do for that self-care, because we certainly need a district attorney who's effective and has her wits about her, and I can only imagine that's 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 got to be tough. So, so, I mean, public service, why, why is that important to you? I've never considered a career that is not in public service. Oh, yeah? When I graduated from law school, I was a law clerk, which meant that I was in-house counsel to a judge. 
I did that for two years. I was recruited to the brand new Department of Homeland Security, and then I came over to the district attorney's office. I knew when I went into law school that public service was the place that I needed to go. And again, you know, we talked about sort of my family. I'm the daughter of a prison, a prison inmate, a California prison inmate. Hmm. My daughter is the daughter of the district attorney. In wow. one generation, a life of public service has completely changed who I am. You know, we talk about the Napa Valley and how amazing it is, but I really can't overemphasize that the life that I have now, the places I get to go, the scenery we get to have, the wine I get to drink, (laughs) it's like I grew up and became the Queen of England. Wow. I can't imagine, I could not have imagined this for myself growing up the way that I did, um, having the experiences that I did growing up. Napa has afforded me um, an unbelievable life. That's now I almost have no words. You can see, like, I'm actually misting up a little bit. That's that's really lovely, that, that sentiment and the story, that, that arc. And you mentioned uh, from, you know, generation to generation and your daughter, now the daughter of a district attorney. So I read this quote from you. I think this was from um, actually NapaValleyKid.com. It might have been somewhere else, too, but I thought it was really lovely um, how you intentionally held your daughter while you were taking the oath yes. of office. And you... You said you did that because, and this is your quote, uh, I want bravery to be her birthright. I want leadership to be imprinted on who she becomes. I was sworn in in January of 2016. She was four years old at the time, and I was the first female district attorney. When she was born, I had a, I had a poster on her wall that said, Courage. Mm. Yet I did everything I could to avoid taking over the DA's office. And I told Gary Lieberstein multiple times, hey, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Oh, really? Wow. And one day, looking at my four-year-old daughter and seeing this poster on the wall, the only thing that was keeping me from moving forward and ascending in the DA's office was my own fear, my fear of the unknown. And I really had to burn the boats behind me, say that I was going to do it, Mm -hmm. do it. And I wanted her to have a front row seat to seeing me take chances, take risks, make mistakes, try hard, do something that mattered to me. I want her, and I intentionally held her while I was being sworn. And it's interesting because I took heat for that. People really? felt like I was using her as a prop. And you know, oh, now that you're in the public goodness. life, yeah. it- everything you do you know, becomes, becomes criticized. The motivation was that this is hers. This is who her mother is. This is her father that's standing next to Mm -hmm. her. This is her place in the world. And I think when we have young women, particularly right now, particularly in this culture, this is theirs to have as much as anything else is. That's wonderful sentiment. You know, congrats. You know, you, it ain't easy. No. In life, you know, and now almost everybody's life is a public life now with social media and whatnot. And um, the criticism, the... The, the 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 cynicism that goes with every action is can be overpowering. So courage is a is a great value to impart. So thanks, sure, thanks for that. Sure. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I'm looking at the clock before we get into other. Well, let me ask you this: We've got about a minute. You, you mentioned uh, before we have to take a break, but you mentioned that you have certainly embraced the community, and this is like being the Queen of England mm-hmm. living here. How has the community embraced you? Oh, the, the generosity with which they have embraced me, um, the willingness to um, invite me to the Rotary meetings, to the Kiwanis meetings, the 
um, it, the 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 welcoming way that they embraced me as the district attorney after having a district attorney who had served our office as the district attorney for almost two decades yeah. um, to recognize that I do things differently. We're very different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the things I get invited to, the generosity with which they've accepted our daughter, my husband, um, I, I really, again, if you would have told me that this was my life 25 <laughs> years ago, I would have laughed in your face. I was not raised to do this. This was not... Um, this is nothing I could have ever imagined. Wow. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. That's, that's beautiful. We're going to take a little break, and we will be back with our district attorney, Allison Haley. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. La, 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 la. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live around the world at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Well, there we go. Now we're back on, I think. I thought I had some music we were going to play. We had a little, another little technical thing. This board doesn't like the devices I bring in. They don't talk (laughs) nicely to each other. I had queued up some theme music from from my favorite murder. Because (gasps) I know you love that podcast. And I wasn't aware of it until I heard that it was one of your favorite podcasts. And I looked it up. It looks very intriguing. These these two women discuss real life murder. They do. Murder. Murders. They do. Murder and cases. And it has such a, a, a great aspect of being a woman about what it means to be polite, what it means to protect yourself. They give great advice. It's dark. And it is, um, there's a lot of profanity. So oh, okay. let me just preface <laughs> it with that. It's <laughs> okay. That's okay. By the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, our guest is Napa County District Attorney Allison Haley. Uh, very happy to have you here. And it looks like you brought along, did you bring some stuff? To... I brought some stuff. All right. So I channeled a little bit of Oprah Winfrey and I bought a bag of things that I like. Okay, so everybody here gets something. Lauren, you get something. Sure. I get something. And and anything that's, that's left it. over. Even Larry so Shard gets something. Okay, let's I get I brought a coffee table book about the Napa Valley, my forever home. And in here is a photograph of the courthouse. Oh. It's a coffee table book. That's a famous book. Is it? Yeah, the Napa Valley by, uh, by, um, by Chuck O'Rear, right? Yes. Yeah. I have a bottle of Better Have My Candy Gentle Foaming Hand Soap. And the reason why <laughs> is my five-year-old daughter adores Halloween. Yeah. Every room in our house all year long has Halloween-themed hand soap. Okay. So I don't I know your one. daughter. I've seen you with her around. Yes. But she and I could be really good friends. Yes. Like, totally. Our house, love Halloween. You're yes. gonna, you guys are going to have to come over. She. So okay. we, I have a bottle that I pulled out. Okay. I got... Um, Cadbury cream yeah. eggs because oh. I love them. For, yes. And I think that spring candy, Easter candy, is hands down so much better than Halloween candy. I'm fond of the cream egg myself. I brought tea because I'm a big tea drinker. My Ooh. family is from Scotland, so I brought a couple boxes of tea. And I brought for <laughs> oh the women, this if there's is... any women in here, some dry shampoo and some pore extractor and some iPads because every, any professional woman needs these things. So, Ladies and gentlemen of our listening audience, <laughs> this is the most lavish gift basket ever assembled by any guest. So if you 
would like to get your hands on Judd's goodies. And I've been, I've been advised by our very own county district attorney that this is maybe a name that needs to be changed. Oh, that name, okay. really. Yeah. But people bring me goodies to give away, and I want to give them away. That's... You and I are in different professions. So. Okay, I yeah. guess. You... <laughs> okay, so would you, how about you? Uh, what would you call this right now? This is um, your gift basket. Let's call it what you want to call it. Oh, see, I'm not prepared for that. I don't know how you should change it. But, okay. the, you know, the free-for-all, the... The gift exchange, okay. the, the Halloween basket. I don't know. Okay, this is called <laughs> Allison's Bonanza That's of right. Amazingness. We've got the Book Napa Valley, Cadbury Cream Eggs, the Halloween Hand Soap, uh, some dry shampoo, yes. some eye, what do you call it? iPads. I, but not, but not, uh, not Apple iPads. iPad, the no. kind you'd wipe under your some eye to collagen. hydrate. Yes. Very good. Uh-huh. Some uh, Bengal spice herbal tea, and by the way, new in wrapper yes. still, unopened. Yes. And also a very large box, unopened, of peppermint tea. My favorite. Be the first to tweet using hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. And if you put at Judd's Hill, uh, I'll see it immediately, and I will bring this back to the Judd's Hill okay. tasting room. At the south end of Silverado Trail, it will come handsomely ensconced in this legendary <laughs> Napa Valley bag. Thank you very much. Sure. And it will be yours for the first tweet. Okay, thanks. That's that's amazing. Let's talk about you know kind of what you like. What else you like to do? You 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 are a woman of many interests. You keep bees. Well. My daughter and my husband keep bees. Too many questions about bees will quickly exhaust my knowledge of the bees. But when my daughter was about... I won't ask too many. I just am curious, (laughs) what's it like to have bees? We, um, when my daughter was about four, she, we offered her a puppy and she said, really, I'd like some bees. And my daughter could care less that none of her friends have bees and none of her friends care about the bees. We have four beehives in our backyard and she has her own little bee suit (laughs) <laughs> and she can tell you all about them. And she gets angry if someone says they were bit by a bee because you're stung by a bee. Oh, and she, this is her semantics, thing. Semantics, yeah. So, but my husband really embraced it. He actually went up to UC Davis and did. They have a kind of like Master Gardener. They mm-hmm. have a Master Beekeeper program. So he did that. He now subscribes to all the bee journals. And the two of them good, good. Uh, go wow. out. And they are this. They are four hives of fat, furry, docile honeybees. Our vegetable garden is an extravaganza every year. I'll bet. It's fantastic. And honey? Yes. Right? Yes. So you have to keep them, again, you may exhaust my knowledge of these bees. We have harvested once, got about 14 pounds in that one harvest, but now I understand you can harvest them twice a year, but we have not started that process wow, yet. Wow. Amazing. And, and okay, so I don't want to exhaust your knowledge, but how involved hands-on is a five-year-old with beehives? So she has her own little bee suit. You have to treat the bees. You have to regularly keep an eye on them to make sure they don't rob each other or Hmm. there's robbing of hives. But she's out there pretty regularly with her dad, smoking them, you know, with the little smoker and getting them all docile. It makes them drowsy or translate. It makes them non-aggressive. She could work with them and not... Absolutely. And I was afraid when when my husband says, we're going to get these, I thought, am I still going to be able to sit out in the backyard or am I going to have a bee beard, right? (laughs) Um, But no, they take off in the morning, they come in at night, you'd never know. Amazing. Yeah. They just do their own thing. They do. That's very, very, I'll add one more, very cool. (laughs) 
Um, I've thought about that. I don't know anything about it, but I just I like the idea because bees they make everything happen. Absolutely. And to be able to support that appeals to me. Yeah. Uh, so so good for her and good for you for encouraging beekeeping and well such a wee one husband, and your husband the husband part of well me. i think i read you called your husband the most amazing person you've ever met and i can yeah. see why you would say that especially after this story i'm sure there's many other reasons you think that all right you are a fan some a way that you i guess blow off steam kind of get into your place is video games it's true yeah uh I world think of I, warcraft yes yes that's <laughs> okay. true i i think i said recently i've spent more hours playing World of Warcraft than any adult woman should. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know of the game. I've never played it. I, mm-hmm. it. But but I understand it is one of these games you can immerse yourself, uh, be creative, because you're build. You're, are you building or enhancing your character? Sure. And the I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. it, Like it's it's more active than just kind of running around. It is. It? In fact, my one of my favorite photographs of my myself is sitting at my computer. I have a glass of sparkling wine in my left hand. My right hand is on the mouse with my hat, because I'm always cold and sweats, (laughs) playing World of Warcraft right after my daughter was born. (laughs) (laughs) Right after. You know, my wife just wanted campfire pie from Cindy's. Is that you right? just wanted to be. Um, I wanted to be left alone for a with, minute with to play some World of Warcraft. Warcraft. All right, so, so tell me something about World of Warcraft. Oh. I really don't. I know that. Well, I know that the the fellow who invented it and started Blizzard is also from Anaheim in that area. Yes. So it's kind of a hometown thing. Yes. But I don't know it. But I, I know it's huge and they have conventions. Have you gone to a convention? No, but I did a couple of years ago arrange for a tour of Blizzard. You did? For my husband. And uh, I was okay. very popular that day. Yes. I'll bet. Okay. <laughs> so what happens? What's the appeal of World of Warcraft? Uh, be, uh, World of Warcraft, oh, I didn't know I'd be explaining it. But you can play some, like, <laughs> I for told example, you I wasn't going to ask you about the issues. For example, my husband plays completely differently than I play. Uh-huh. I like to collect things and I like to find rare animals and do things and he likes to fight and tank and uh, the <laughs> idea is that you can do and you can design it really however you like to play okay um but it's its own world and you have a character and you follow that character along on the adventure and i have it's uh, who is the character is it it's Kevin Spacey's character on House of Cards. I think he plays video games in that show is that right? um, to kind of blow off steam. And it is absolutely a way it is completely immersive. I could see yes. that. And somebody with a job like yours, which I can't even begin to imagine what you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not even going to ask you about it. I told you we're not <laughs> talking about that kind of stuff today. But I would imagine that when you have a few moments to yourself, you just want to escape for a bit and this sounds like a way to do that and and you because you can't really think about other stuff when you're doing world of warcraft my husband and i we talk about retirement and some people talk about world travel and we talk about how we're finally going to just be able to have weeks where we just get to play world (laughs) 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 lauren you ever gotten into this I am not a fan of World of Warcraft. Oh. Not a fan, or you just don't not play it? Not even a fan. Oh. oh, my goodness. And I don't even play it either. <laughs> it sounds like there could be a debate here. I didn't realize you had such strong feelings, sir. The only uh. games I love most are just ones from TV game shows. Ah. Oh, yeah. He's a sure. game show guy got as opposed it, to a it. video game guy. Okay. What else have I heard about you that I should confirm or you can deny? That I know a big part of your job is separating fact from opinion, truth from fallacy, that type of stuff. But I have been told that this is an actual fact, not an opinion, but that 
you make perhaps the best cheesecake. <gasps> yes, I do have, and it, there's a funny story behind that. I found a cheesecake recipe in some documents that my mother-in-law had given to mm. me. So I started making this cheesecake. It's fantastic. My husband said something along the lines of, you know, what? where did you get this recipe? I said, it's the Haley family recipe. Well, it turns <laughs> out it's not. It's just, it was in this pile of paperwork that my mother-in-law had given to me. But I had assumed this was the cherished Haley <laughs> recipe. But boy, and you know what? Sadly, I have not made it in probably over a year. What? But just this weekend, I was having brunch with my friends at a notary, and they were saying, you know, we haven't had the cheesecake in some time. So it's, you know, it's getting to be time. I've never been accused of being the most politically savvy person. However, this could make for a great um, campaign... What's a, what's a better word than gimmick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see where I'm going? Like, I do. Come, you know, support and have some homemade cheesecake. Sure. But that's, boy, to have that many cheesecakes. It's a pretty no, no. labor-intensive. Okay, yeah. so one. You need to raffle off. No, one for the, for the top donor. That would do it. You know, for years and years, the St. Helena Co-op Nursery School would have these big galas. They've now since switched to a dance party mode, but... Um, which is coming up March 10th, by the way, if anybody wants to go to the St. Helena Co-op, look it up. But for years, the, the, the director there, Maureen Kelly, would bake pies. It was like two pies, and she'd bring them there, and she'd show them, and they're gorgeous pies. And then she would auction them off, and they raised an obscene oh. amount of money for the I pies. I could do that. Just because people wanted, of course, they wanted to support the school, but they knew that these were very special pies. So the secret to my cheesecake is lemon zest. And we have a a huge lemon tree in our backyard, funded by the bees, I'm sure. Yep. So it's it's pretty outstanding, I will say. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. All right. Find a way for me to insert myself somewhere where the cheesecake might be present that I can sample. Because <laughs> I'm a fan of the cheesecake, too. What else? Leadership Napa Valley, you're big in. This is a great organization. Yeah, so I'm in class 31, and I know you're supposed to say best class ever. I think yeah, that that's that goes the tagline. Um, you know, it's funny, we talked about introversion. So I was told over and over again, you have to do a Leadership Napa Valley. And I always thought, oh, it's so many perky, happy people, and I'm they're not going to be my people people. And when they called and said, congratulations, you made it into class 31. I said, oh, it's just terrible. And (laughs) I will tell you, I am a convert. These are the best people who have embraced me and my quirky introversion. Mm -hmm. They are from every different field in, in Napa. If this is something that any of your listeners have not explored, I encourage you to do so. You take, it's about a nine month program. Every few weeks, you take a day and you get to be a tourist for a day. You get to learn about criminal justice for a day. You get to learn about government. You get to learn about education. I've met people I never would have otherwise. It's very collaborative which impresses me as well. My wife did it. Class Mm -hmm. 29, which I was told is the best Best class class ever. ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed seeing her because she can, you know, she gets very focused on our business family. Of course, that's, you know, understandable. But it was great seeing her being collaborative outside of those realms and and meeting people and coming up with ideas for projects and and then executing them, making them happen and presenting them. And she really got energized by it and loved it. 
and is also a great ambassador, tells folks to look into leadership in Napa Valley. Absolutely. I, I know that in my job, it's very easy for me to think that everyone's a criminal or everyone is somehow involved in the criminal justice system or mm. the only way that I recognize people is because I've seen them in a courtroom. Oh, and this is such a breath of fresh air to not be the DA for a day where people aren't asking me about cases, where I'm not the boss, but for a day to be with other people who want to be leaders with passion and integrity, where the goals are all the same. It's such a breath of fresh air. I'm so glad that I pushed myself out of something that was comfortable. I've been vastly rewarded. Well, good. That's wonderful. And this is a program that the the mayor yes. kind of runs, and she's very involved. And it's, it's really a great way to to not only learn about your community, but, well, as the name suggests, become a leader in the community. Absolutely. The, and yeah, the, just the contacts that I've made and the extraordinary yeah. people. Very cool. So you're in the midst of it now. I am. Can you talk about what you're working on? Uh, we are working with Napa Open Space to do kind of a, an open house for different hikes and different things to do outside. So my practicum group is called Hashtag Celebrate Napa Valley. <laughs> and I'll tell you a little bit of backstory. We wanted some practicum groups do things that are very sobering. But my job, I do sobering every day. Mm-hmm. And when I came to my group, I said I really don't want it to be something where people are misty-eyed necessarily after seeing our group. I want it to be a celebration. We get the privilege of working here, of living here, and I want to celebrate that. And so we've been able to really design something with my other practicum uh, members to celebrate open space, to celebrate being outside, to making more people aware of what those options are for hiking and for families. Wonderful. Getting out and enjoying what we've got here. Um, I'm curious if this if this is something you've experienced, it just seems like your job title. Are people intimidated by you? I've, I've heard this from, from without knowing you really who you are, and I hear this a lot actually from chef friends who they, they lament that people don't always embrace them or they, they don't really get invitations and, <laughs> because they're intimidated to have a chef come over and you know, maybe not like the food that they cooked or something like that. But I can imagine for somebody in your position, there would be something similar like, oh, district attorney – that's kind of an arm's length type person. Do you find that or is that not true at all? And you're So I think it's a combination of both me being sensitive to it or self-conscious about it and some of it actually being the case. So my husband usually does drop off and pick up of my daughter. But if I ever have to do it, I feel like everyone's staring at me. Who is this woman that's picking up this kid who looks exactly like her, but I feel like there's a standoffishness. Really? But I think that that's mostly my own insecurity or my own perception. But there is this idea that, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, someone told me that I really need to be out on social media. They said, you know, you're really, you're funny. People should know that about you yeah. because your public perception is that you're a cold and intimidating. And I really? said, well, I'm the district attorney. I'm supposed to be a little bit cold and intimidating. That is but part of the That's part of the shtick, image, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, I've really tried to actively use social media in a way that – and I'm not terribly comfortable with social media mm. – to invite people into my quirky kid, yeah. my great husband, the, the job that I love. And, and I really try and use it as a medium um, so that people can get to know me, that I don't take myself very seriously, okay. that my job is intensely serious and very important. But I am 
as easygoing as anyone else. No, obviously. And, you know, I knew, well, I still know Gary, our mm-hmm. previous and very personal, you know, a good relationship with him and sitting here now getting to know you also, you know, a great sense of humor and also very personable. And I could see how that image of a district attorney, people might not even give themselves a chance to break through the barrier of just the image. So that's very interesting. And many people, that's all they want to talk to me about, Mm -hmm. or that's how they want to introduce me. Um, I I love people who never bring it up with me, that talk about food or open space or anything other than the DA's office. I enjoy it very much. That's good to hear. (laughs) And I I, I actually consciously thought of that this morning when I was... um, uh, posting on Facebook that I was going to have you on today, and I, I didn't tag you personally mm-hmm. because I was like, well, maybe she doesn't want people just like clicking on that, and you know, she, maybe she wants more privacy. But it sounds like you're pretty, pretty open. I try to, and it's it's a conscious choice because it's not the natural way that I am. Okay, but it's a conscious choice. Good to know. Um, well, I don't want you to, you know, necessarily. I know being a district attorney, you do need to have some things that are for you. You know, you don't want out there, like anybody, but especially. But I will ask you, and you don't have to answer, but I'd appreciate it if you would. Mm -hmm. And if you do, I'd hope you'd be honest about it. (laughs) I'm Um, terrified what's going to come out No, and here's the thing, and I don't think this... Everything's going to be okay. And this, I don't think this question will surprise you, um, but because it's something people do want to know. And you've told me you've listened to this show many times. So I think you know I'm about to ask you. Do you go nuts for donuts? I do. Okay, good. I was so delighted to see a pink box when I came you in. You didn't even yesterday. mention it. You played it I so didn't, cool. I did. I, I'm, I do do that. Yeah. You're, it's it's kind of funny. I've been doing this show for five years. And Next it's month. very rare. Yeah, you're right. Almost five years in a month. Uh, it's very rare that somebody comes in who's actually listened to it. But you have heard many episodes. So this, I, first of all, thank you for being a listener. Sure. And um, so now you know. I'm not going to really ask you much more about this there you go sorry just hit the microphone with that big box of donuts uh maybe just pick pick one that speaks oh yeah i was curious which Mm -hmm. one is she gonna go for because i don't know you and this really gives me some insight into your personality (laughs) you picked the crumb (laughs) the one that makes the biggest mess i'll tell you my favorite (laughs) is the boston cream the oh. chocolate on top with custard in the middle note for next time the boston Boston cream or the chocolate cruller Oh. That is the little kind of eggy curled one with yeah. the chocolate on oh, top. No, I, I'm very this aware. This is a strong, I've, strong contender there. See, I feel pretty good that we do some research, but how did that not come up? I didn't know that that should have been in the selection. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to ask you to um, do anything lawyery to that donut. Oh, <laughs> I, I often ask my guests to do something. Because now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. Okay, District Attorney Allison Haley and Judd's Napa Valley Show listener, Allison Haley. You knew this was coming. I did. Okay. I can't wait. And I appreciate that, that you came in (laughs) somewhat prepared, so you knew Mad Libs was coming. So in your head, you're probably already thinking about nouns and adjectives and adverbs and that type of thing. You got it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Real pro. This is going to be slick. So let's just jump right in, shall we? All right. Okay, the first thing I'm going to need... Oh, this is different. This isn't a usual one. A state of being. You know, perhaps an emotion or just a way you... Unconscious. Okay, unconscious. (laughs) I don't don't know how to spell that word, but there you go. Another state of being. Oh. Uh, How about the way that I feel a little bit right... Well, in vacation mode. In vacation mode. this hour of not having anything to do with the office is nice. <laughs> okay. 
I love vacation mode. Okay, and I'm happy that you feel that way here. All right, an adjective. As a shout out to my high school English teacher, Mr. Kopaki, uh, obsequious, Obs- one of my favorites. Obsequious. That's right. Can you define obsequious? Uh, doesn't it mean, <laughs> oh boy. I'm not going to forget that. That's okay. Be, no, no, doesn't no. it mean that, that you are kind of a suck up or that you're you know, nice to their face or saccharine or something like that? It's, it's one of those words that I think we will just let be. <laughs> There's, there's a They Might Be Giants tune that <laughs> comes to mind about somebody, uh, it's called Turn Around, it's from one of the, what, Apollo 18, I think is the name of the album. I know, they're talking about somebody doing an imp- interpretive dance in an, in an obsequious manner. Ah, okay. It just stuck with me. Okay, adjective, another adjective. Mm, redheaded. Redheaded. All right, I won't ask about the inspiration for that. <laughs> another adjective, please. Uh, chubby. Chubby. It's a good word. Uh, a noun, a thing, a singular thing. Oh, well, now that I have a donut. So uh, coffee coffee shop. Coffee shop. Yeah. You got it. I like that. It's a little expanded. Another noun? Uh, well, I'm lo- donut. I'm looking at it. Okay. Donut. Mm-hmm. A plural noun. Um, que- queens? Queens. Mm-hmm. A royal. And finally, a verb past tense. Mm, how I'm going to feel after I eat the donut, which is regretful, Re- regretted. How about that? <laughs> oh, regretted. regretted. Okay, you got it. All right, here we go. Earlier today, I was uh, you know, on the internet looking around, and um, I found this from just a few days ago from the Napa Valley Register editorial board. Wrote about you, our district attorney, and you have just rewritten oh, my. this. Okay. By the way, can you pronounce this word D-A-T-A? Data. Okay. I just want to make sure. I want to say it the way you wanted to hear it. Okay. Data or data. We're going to say data. Okay. Here it is. This is the editorial board. I'm going to run through this. We were impressed by what we heard from Haley. She remains as unconscious and in vacation mode (laughs) as she was when we first met with her a year ago. But she seemed changed and sobered by the responsibility she has shouldered. She has clearly grown into the role. The overall impression we got was that Haley is deeply committed to running her office in an obsequious, uh, red-headed way. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, wait, did you say data? Yes. Data, okay. She spent the last year collecting chubby data mm-hmm. on conviction rates, and she's planning to spend her second year focusing on data on how and when charges are filed. Both efforts will help her better understand the operation of her own coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting into business. I okay, am. That's great. And to help police agencies improve. Oh, this is good. <laughs> to help police agencies improve their donut collection. <laughs> you playing the stereotypes. Okay. Donut collection to make sure the queens they arrest can be successfully oh. <laughs> regretted later. That's great, actually. Well done. <laughs> Allison Haley, our district attorney, thank you very much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. What a pleasure. Thank you both. This is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.